Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And though you will try to always get it right, the beauty of life lives inside of you. And I hope someday you find it too. You've heard all the ads and seen the shops for CBD, and maybe you've wondered, what's the hype? Cannabidiol is known for its ability to provide non-habit-forming relaxation, and now you can have it in a convenient nasal spray. You can take it anywhere. Just go to simplyherbals.net. That's simplyherbals.net. And check out Dr. Scott's Buffered Saline CBD Nasal Spray. Just a couple of toots, and you'll see why he's America's top CBD nasal spray. While you're there, check out his line of supplements from fatigue reprieve to stress less. Dr. Scott has it all. That's simplyherbals.net. Simplyherbals.net. Your show is better when you had medical questions. Can you please stop bullshitting and get to the questions? If you just read the bio for Dr. Steve, host of Weird Medicine on Sirius XM 103 and made popular by two really comedy shows, Opie and Anthony and Ron and Fez, you would have thought that this guy was was a bit of a, you know, a, a clown. Why can't you give me the respect that I'm entitled to? I've got diphtheria crushing my esophagus. I've got Ebola virus dripping from my nose. I've got the leprosy of the heart valve exacerbating my incredible woes. I want to take my brain out and blast it with the wave, an ultrasonic, echographic, and a pulsating shave. I want a magic pill for all my ailments, the health equivalent of Citizen Kane. And if I don't get it now in the tablet, I think I'm doomed and I'll have to go insane. I want a requiem for my disease. From the world-famous Cardiff Electric Network Studios in beautiful downtown Tukey City, it's Weird Medicine. The first and still only uncensored medical show in the history of broadcast radio, now a podcast. I'm Dr. Steve with my little pal, Dr. Scott, the traditional Chinese medicine provider that gives me street cred to whack alternative medicine assholes. Hello, Dr. Scott. Hey, Dr. Steve. And uh, my partner in all things, Tacey. Hello, Tacey. Hello. This is a show for people who had never listened to a medical show on the radio or the internet. If you have a question you're embarrassed to take to your regular medical provider, or if you can't find an answer anywhere else, give us a call at 347-766-4323. That's 347-POOHIT. Follow us on Twitter at Weird Medicine. 
or at drscottwm. Visit our website at drsteve.com for podcasts, medical news, and stuff you can buy. Most importantly, we are not your medical providers. Take everything you hear with a grain of salt. Don't act on anything you hear on this show without talking it over with your health care provider. Okay, very good. Please don't forget stuff.drsteve.com, stuff.drsteve.com for all your Amazon shopping. Just click on uh, the link when you get there, or you can scroll down and see all the stuff we talk about, including the roadie robotic tuner and the roadie coach uh, uh, guitar and stringed instrument tutor. Go to roadie.drsteve.com or scroll down at stuff.drsteve.com. You can click straight through and see a little video on it. Uh, simplyherbals.net. Simplyherbals.net is Dr. Scott's website. Um, doing a lot more, well, going to be doing a lot more live streams on patreon.com slash weirdmedicine. Been having a, 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 a new um, live stream studio constructed, and uh, it's just about done. I've done a couple on there, and it's been okay. I've had a couple of technical problems, but we're getting it. And uh, you can always uh, send us a tip at tips.drsteve.com. And apparently you can say things there, and then we repeat them on the air. I don't know how it works. I haven't gotten one yet, so we'll try that. And then cameo.com slash weird medicine. I'll say, you know, fluid to you mama for next to nothing, and that's loads mm -hmm. of fun. I love to do it. And um, some people get a tour of the studio. Some people get to see the mountains of what a treat. South Virginia. Well, okay. okay. <laughs> Good stuff, buddy. All right, very good. Please uh, check out Dr. Scott's website at simplyherbals.net. That's simplyherbals.net. And, uh, you know, he's, he's still got the best CBD nasal spray ever. I don't know anybody else that makes that. Have you ever seen anybody else make that stuff? Nothing. I've no, never, no. no. no it, what's wrong with that? It's mm, perfect. It is fabulous. It has that kind of earthy... Um, CBD smell, and it's uh, quite delightful. Actually. Let's hope the big boys figure it out a long time from now. Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> or, or just sell out to yeah, one or, of them. Yeah, no, that's, a, that's a better idea. Yeah, anyway. All right, very good. Um, we have uh, several uh, questions, and I've got one old question that actually is going to stimulate uh, uh, some uh, discussion on new research, no. which I think will be pretty good. And uh, we also have, uh, I'm going to discuss, I got into a flame war on Reddit uh, in the chat GPT subreddit of all places. And uh, someone had posted a um, um, an article that said that chat GPT provided more empathetic answers than physicians uh, in this one study that they did. And it's like, well, it's easy for it to display. It, uh, number one, large language models don't have empathy. They don't have anything. There's no internal process going on. The, the way large language models work is they simply predict the next word that should come out of their mouths to make uh, language work, to make it seem like natural language. That's really what they're there for okay. or, and how they work. So they're really good at abstracting 
uh, information, and they're good at being chatbots, just you know talking to you, and you can set them up to sound extremely empathetic. In other words, where they're all you know they're validating you and all that kind of stuff. Um, this it turns out this study was complete horseshit because it was well it was taken off of comments from. Um, some subreddit or something like that. I'll have to pull the original article. But uh, that wasn't my point. My point was ask ask it a legit medical question and see what you get. Because uh, uh, and and uh, it it will hallucinate and just make up stuff. And it's it's freaking dangerous, right? And um, and then people came back to me and said, "Well, it passes the the uh, MCATs and the and the medical exam better than you know a lot of doctors do." It's like, yeah, okay, so so what? It, it multiple choice questions. The thing can dope out what uh, you know uh, using test taking skills and some knowledge. It can dope out the answer. Yeah. But um, when you do, you want. I mean, I know lots of doctors. Tacey can can uh, attest to this that passed the exams and they ain't worth a shit. No, <laughs> oh, God, God, no. When you know? when people ask me who they should go see, I really have to pause because I I know too much. <laughs> right. And and there's very few that I can actually recommend. Yeah. Isn't that something? Yeah. It is, yeah. Yeah. I and I. The amount of cognition that's being performed in the heads of some of my colleagues is just – it's its unbelievable how little it is. It's either bad bedside <laughs> exactly. manner, bad intelligence, I mean, bad nursing. I mean, there's something bad in just about every office that yeah. – um, Lack of attention. Bad billing. Uh, yeah. Oh, God, yeah. Just, yeah, it's just got, it's gotten so complex. It's um, it's it's almost impossible to do a good job. Yes, and the EMR didn't help. We were forced to switch to computerized uh, charts before we were ready. Mm-hmm. And uh, for example, um, you know, I used to see four patients an hour, and I did. My patients never felt like I was giving them short shrift. Mm-hmm. And when we switched to the first EMR that we had, we had to go to every 20 minutes. And now with this EMR, it's every 30. So I'm seeing half as many people a day as I was. But they're all taking longer. And so you're ending up billing more because you you do, you know, you bill on how much time it takes to do stuff. Everything takes longer than it used to. And... um, I used to have these, you know, just sort of a check thing. I could check, 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 you know, for somebody that was there for just a medication refill. Mm -hmm. And I could spend the rest of the time just talking to them. Yep, yep. Now, um, you know, I have learned how to work on the computer and make eye contact and do my note while I'm talking. Because if I don't do that, I will be getting home six, seven, eight o'clock at night. And it it has contributed to burnout. So there's that. And then cookbook sort of medicine, we used to use a thing called a problem list. And you would put it on the front of the patient's chart when they were admitted to the hospital. And you would say, you know, acute GI bleed, uh, congestive heart failure, exacerbation of, you know, COPD. And then as you saw the patient every day, that page stayed on the front of their chart. And as each thing resolved, you would cross 
off the the problem. You yeah. know, high low potassium. You fix that. You cross it off. Yeah. And then when you were left with nothing but chronic problems, the patient went home. Gotcha. Now that problem list is used solely for billing. Yeah. It's not on the front of the chart like it was because there is no chart anymore. Yeah. It's just a computer <laughs> screen. And uh, it is used to make sure that uh, you're getting the maximum and not you but the hospital. Mm -hmm. So the hospital will stay on top of you and say, well, now, you know, can you add um, sepsis with low blood pressure instead of just sepsis because then the hospital makes a few more bucks that way. Mm -hmm. So uh, those things are just used for billing. And a lot of the things that are put in the chart is just for billing or quality points. We have people who are in a thing called a, um, an ACO, and it's accountability. Uh, I can't remember what it is. <laughs> I'm having a senior moment. But uh, basically, it's, um, it's a group where you can va uh, make more money if you do, if you do good medicine, okay. right? Okay. But some of the things are, well, did you discuss advanced care planning? So you just have in your template, advanced care planning was discussed, blah, 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 whether you talked about it or not, right. and you tick that thing off. Yep. You, know, check you get to check that box off. So there's a lot of bloat in the charts now too. And but anyway, so so we it would be nice to have an AI assistant that could help you and answer medical questions for you. Uh, but the problem is ChatGPT ain't it. And right. so this flame war started because people said, well, I asked it a question and it told me exactly what was wrong but with why me. why are you doing this? Have you not learned your lesson after <laughs> no. I don't know how many years <laughs> no, of, I haven't of, learned of, my lesson. of arguing with people over the No, I haven't learned my lesson. <laughs> and the part of the thing is, is I'm trying to help save somebody. But you'll never change anybody's mind. Yeah. I mean, I one time got in an argument and lost when this... Of uh, the Disney thing? No, well, that. <laughs> but this lady said, she said um, that doctors got paid for, care for what... Thank you, Amanda. Th that doctors got paid for what they were prescribing. Yeah. And right, that's not true. complete horseshit. You are a physician. I wish. I am a drug rep. I lost that battle. I just got over it and just said, oh, just go get your flu shot. And she was like, ha, 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 I won. And it's like, you are <laughs> yeah, so yeah. wrong. You could yeah. not be more wrong. Well, the problem is people are actually using these things for, uh, you know, to ask medical questions and other questions like that. And uh, I'm just going to give you an example. And you're right. I just finally just just stopped you just responding. Stop. I stopped responding because people weren't actually listening to reason. They, no, but, and they won't ever. I, I get it, yeah. but um, so I, I. But I do want to talk a little bit about the types of things that these large language models will say. Just as a caveat to the few people out there that will actually listen to what I, the f I'm saying. Yeah. Um, again, if you ask. ChatGPT or, well, Bing is ChatGPT or BARD or any of those. Okay. Are you a medical model? They'll say, no, I'm a language model. Okay. And so they're there to generate language. So uh, I did a presentation for a large health system on the use of AI in medicine. And one of the things that I showed them was I, uh, board questions. So I threw some board questions at it. And one of the questions, this was the one that really stuck out in my head. One of the questions was, you have an 80-year-old female 
with medical frailty and osteoporosis who complains of vertigo. You work her up and she has vascular vertigo. In other words, she's got clogs in her vertebral arteries going to her brain and she has vertigo. What's the what's the best um, uh, treatment for this? And one of them was uh, uh, physical therapy for balance. And another one was a drug called meclizine. And there were th- three other just bullshit things. Good. And uh, the chat GPT said, Oh, uh, meclizine is the drug of choice for, uh, for vertigo. vertigo. And I'm like, whoa, 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 wait a minute. Okay, so meclizine is, um, it's like Benadryl. It's an anticholinergic medication right. that causes dry mouth, dizziness, somnolence, <laughs> and in the elderly can cause dementia or delirium and all kinds of stuff. It completely contraindicated in this lady with osteoporosis because she falls yes, down. Yes, she's a fall risk. Yeah, increases right. fall risk. Yeah. It increases her fall risk. Yeah. And so it said, oh, meclizine, it gave this answer. Now, unless you knew that was bullshit, that answer was great. You go, and I said, wait a minute. Are you sure? It said, oh, yes. Meclizine is the drug of choice for this. And I said, um, have you ever heard of the beers list? Now, the beers list is a list of medications that are problematic in the elderly. Okay. Meclizine is at the one of the, it's at the top of that list. <laughs> right and I said, have you ever heard of the beers list? And, and uh, ChatGPT said, oh, yes, I, uh, of course. And uh, meclizine, uh, fortunately, meclizine is not on the beers list. And I went, okay, well, let me just show you the beers list. And so I gave it a URL and I said, here's the beers list. Meclizine is obviously on the list. And then it says, oh, yes, you're correct. <laughs> I apologize for the misinformation before meclizine is on the beers list and should not be given to this patient. It's like, but I had to know that. I had to know that the answer was bullshit. And these people who were saying, well, no, it's great for medicine, have Gelman amnesia. Do you remember when we talked about Gelman amnesia? Oh, yeah, Do you remember? Were you here, Tacey, when we talked I don't about know. that? It's incredible, yeah. So, Gelman amnesia, uh, I'll give you an example, is uh, when you uh, ha- have a medical, or I'm sorry, a news story that you know something about. And you and everything is wrong in the story. Yeah. When I was in Vermont, they did a, a story about our health clinic and every single thing that they said was incorrect. They got my name wrong. They got the name of the clinic wrong. They got the name of the town wrong. Everything was wrong, mm. right? Uh, but then they tell us another story about Afghanistan. And we are like, wow, isn't that interesting? And we assume that everything's right. Why would we think anything was right? We, we have this amnesia. We've forgotten that they get everything wrong or get enough stuff wrong that you can't trust it. Right. Okay. Um, uh, there's, uh, there's several other examples of Gelman amnesia. Uh, I remember hearing um, uh, Jesse Ventura on Opie and Anthony, and the one time he talked about something I knew something about, it was complete horseshit because he's talking about mind control and the harp and all this stuff. And yeah. then he was talking about fluoride in the water. Okay. And he said, well, fluoride is one of the main ingredients in uh, Prozac. And it's like, up, oh, ding, 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 oh, oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute, Jesse. Okay. Flor- it's fluoxetine. It's fluoxetine has fluoride atoms in it. 
fluorine atoms in it. That is correct. They are there because they are electrophilic. In other words, they will pull electrons toward them so that the other end of the molecule will be more active. That's what makes fluoxetine work. Okay. Okay. It's not it, it, fluoxetine, aka Prozac, isn't a cake. It's not an ingredient. Right. It's it's you know it's part of the molecule. It's not like you just threw a bunch of fluorine. And so the fluoride that they put in water has a completely different chemical um, activity than the fluoride fluorine atoms that are in Prozac. Okay. And that's when I knew that he didn't know what the F he was talking about, and probably everything else that he said was bullshit too, but I didn't know about harp. I don't know about all that stuff, so it sounded interesting when he said it. But for if I were to take that at face value but know that he doesn't know what the hell he's talking about when it comes to fluoride, then that would be another example of Gelman amnesia. So these people on this subreddit are always talking about how GPT is constantly hallucinating, just makes up stuff. That's yeah. what it's supposed to do. Right. And But yet, when it comes to medical stuff, they're like, oh, no, it's better than doctors. And it's like, come yeah. on. Okay. So we've had plenty on that topic. <laughs> That's insane, though. Uh, okay. Yeah. I guess I need to move on. Okay. All right. I believe it is time for... Mm-hmm. Oh, the... There we go. It's Tacy's Time of Topics. A time for Tacy to discuss topics of the day. Not to be confused with Topic Time with Harrison Young, which is copyrighted by Harrison Young and Area 58 Public Access. And now, here's Tacy. Well, hello. Happy New Year. <laughs> Happy New Year. I'd like to talk about the absolute worst ways to die. Let's hope this doesn't go on with you this year. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> the first one is Hisachi Auchi radiation incident, radiation poisoning. And it happens when you receive a large amount of radiation in a large dose or just over time. With chronic diseases such as radiation, um, is the biggest r- risk is cancer. Right. Um, this man named Eben Byers drank radi- radi- Radithor, Spill it. R-A-D-I-T-H-O-R for many years, a drink containing radium that is touted as a miracle cure. Oh, boy. After several years of necking radiation Yeah, it was a radioactive minor- mineral water drink. It was yeah. sold in the 1920s. Like it was, he was drinking it like it was going out of style. Radium is really the, one of the most toxic substances known to man, milligram per milligram. Wow. Go ahead. He began to lose weight, get headaches, and many of his teeth began to fall out. He told his doctor that he'd lost that... Toned up feeling, which is a fairly mild way of putting that your bones have begun to crumble. Before his death, lawyers trying to get radiation products regulated reported that Byer's whole upper jaw, except for two front teeth, and most of his lower jaw had been removed, and that all the remaining bone tissue of his body was disintegrating and holes were actually forming in his skull. This is a precursor to energy drinks. This actually had energy in it. It was just radioactive energy yes There's they thought radium was like magic it was uh the the manufacturer claimed radithor provided energy and cured a number of ailments including impotence oh wow yeah 
That's all you got to do. And then I'm real. Fixes, right. fixes erectile dysfunction. They'll take it. They'll buy it. Yep. But what it really did is made your junk fall off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The story also goes on and tells a story about an acute incident, which didn't go much better, and they all died too. <laughs> oh, jeez. What about God. a hyena accident? Oh, that's a, I think that, that sounds worse than the radio. <laughs> hyena attack. Yeah. If you're going worse. to get eaten by a large predator... Oh, they'll just eat you alive. Try not to make it a hyena. Uh, okay. Tell us about it. Predators like lions will generally try to take down the prey quickly, snapping their neck or suffocating it using their jaws on the prey's throat. This isn't out of concern for the animal, but to stop them fighting back. Hyenas have a much more brutal technique, resulting in the animal watching as they are torn apart and eaten. The method with a larger game is to chase a herd at a steady pace, though working individually rather than as a pack, keeping up sufficiently close for each pursuer to make repeated bites into legs and hindquarters until one of the hunted animals can take no more and sinks to the ground. Whereupon the whole gathering of hyena breaks off the hunt, falls upon the victim, and devours it, ripping up the belly and starting with the soft internal organs while the victim is still alive. Oh, can you imagine? How just horrific that would be. (laughs) Oh, my God. Yeah, this is a happy new year. This story actually came from Dr. Steve. Well, I'm Um, doing... It's a happy new year story. (laughs) Okay. Um, I'm doing research for my um, first uh, Weird Medicine Minute on Dave Landau's Normal World. And the first question was, what's the worst way to die? Okay. Well, you've got several opportunities. uh, Well, I have a different answer. Than what was in there. That's oh. why I gave that to you. Okay. But the hyena thing. Is hyena really, was I may have to add that to the script. Drowning in a toilet, which I wouldn't have thought would be all that bad. Um, according to those who have experienced drowning and come back to tell the tale, you know, they it generally involves panic and pain, followed by a feeling of peace and tranquility likely caused by a lack of oxygen. So they say it's one of the more peaceful way to go after the worst to go after the worst 15 seconds of your life. <laughs> you might not feel so peaceful and tranquil of course if the substance you are drowning in happens to be poop. Mm. This happened to a group of nobles in July 1184 when they met to resolve a conflict in St. Peter's Church in Erfurt. The events organizers did not take into account the weight involved in such a large, gather- large gathering where many of the attendees were in heavy chain mail. The floor gave way, gave way, plunging most of them into a cesspool below and 60 to 100 people. Oh, and they people, had chain mail on, so they're not, yeah, getting, they're not getting out of there. Drowned in monk excrement and pee. Oh, my goodness. And monk excrement is the worst. Yes. You With got it. some be being fortunate enough to <laughs> merely die via falling infrastructure. Okay. So what about if you have worms and they get cancer? Yeah, we did that story once, but go ahead and repeat it. This is an amazing story. Okay. So getting killed by cancer is terrible luck, of course, but spare a thought for a man who died after his parasitic worm got cancer. In 2015, a man from Columbia died died after his tapeworm got cancer and the cancer cells from the worm spread around his body. The 41-year-old, who was HIV positive, began suffering fatigue and weight loss over several months as well as fever and cough. CT scans showed that his lungs and liver were filled with tumors of an unusual It was metastatic cancer, but it was tapeworm cancer. They were about 10 times smaller than medics expected. Testing eventually showed that the cancerous cells contained, oh, here we go, hymenolipus, 
nana DNA, but the patient died 72 hours after yeah, admission. Tapeworm. And that's something I think PA Lydia, because she works in you know in oncology, brought mm. that story once before. But it's worth repeating. Oh my gosh! Yeah, it's just unbelievable. Yeah, it's really hard to believe. Yeah, so if you have a tapeworm, kill it. Yeah, don't keep Get it. Get rid of it. Yeah. Oh my god. Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good, and then a bang in the night, and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home, and I can tell you... I know how much work it can take. Whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com. And the last terrible way to die for this New Year celebration <laughs> is um, the Nutty Putty Cave incident. What? Ooh. West of Utah Lake, there is a cave with the innocuous name of Nutty Putty. The cave was named after a viscous clay oh, on its nutty don't putty, you start, you know. don't, he's don't, a, no, no, neither good, one of you. He's I mean a good nutty, nutty, he's a, yeah. You're ruining my story. <laughs> okay, we're ruining it. Okay, okay, the cave was named after the viscous clay on its walls, which oozed and felt a little like silly putty when it was pushed. So you can't have myrtle when I'm talking about rock that's like silly putty. Yeah. So mm. this guy basically um, was exploring the cave with its narrow passages. and um, We used to get them when the ice cream truck came. And, oh, my I God. love them nutty putties. You know, I'm just not even going to. <laughs> These people got lost and found themselves in an unmapped part of the cave. Okay. They thought they spotted an opening Uh and began to crawl inside. One of them believed he saw the opening on the other side, but was incorrect. And as he wormed his way, an inch by inch, he became wedged in there. And it was like silly putty, so there was no way of getting himself back out of the way he came. Red farts. And they tried to save him, and of course he can't. They closed the cave down, and he is forever entombed. It uh, took him 27 hours to die. And that nutty putty. While they were trying to help get him Oh, Lord bless it. So, Happy New Year, everyone. Nutty putty. Saxon Savage says, I came here for Myrtle and I was not disappointed. (laughs) So there you go. Why? (laughs) Nutty putty reminds me of a nanner sandwich I had earlier. You know what? If you lived with Myrtle, you (laughs) wouldn't be saying that. They wouldn't love Mm -hmm. Myrtle so much, would they? No. (laughs) You know, we used to do this thing. Thank you, Taste. Those were delightful. Those were fabulous. Uh, 
the uh, my niece Holly gave me this book, uh, the fantastic Flatulent Fart Brothers Big Book of Farty Facts, an illustrated guide to the science, history, and art of farting. I would have said passing flatus, but and then it I found here the oldest fart joke. It says the world's ol- oldest joke ever recorded was a fart joke. It was discovered on tablets written in the ancient land of Sumeria 4,000 years ago. And it went like this. It's not much of a joke, a comedy one. Something which has never occurred since time immemorial. A young woman did not fart in her husband's lap. So there's a bunch of double negatives and stuff in there. So what they're saying is young women are always passing gas while they're sitting in their husband's lap. Uh, so apparently that was hilarious thing. back then. A thing. How funny. That's pretty yeah. funny. Yeah, that's all in. Get nothing. You lose. <laughs> anyway. All right. Very all good. Right. Okay. Thanks, Tace. You're welcome. Um, I had, um, so, All right. Let me just give you one more example of this chat GPT. Oh, no. There we go. Why? Yes, yes. Why? Are, are, are you arguing with someone in the fluid family? No. No, he's not. Why are we doing it? Then? I'm, I'm overseeing him. Well, I don't. Okay. All right. Do I'll, it. I'll do it as a live stream. Fuck it. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Suck right. it. Let's do it live. Hi, Dr. Steve. My name is Greg. I live in the Woodstock, New York area. I've been sick for about two and a half weeks, and I'm getting better, but I have this smell in my nose. Smells like a burnt toast. I don't know what it is. I'll be listening. Thank you. Yeah, man. Okay. Um, Scott, you want to take a stab at that one? I'm, I think I know what it is. Smell a nose smells like burnt toast. There, when I was in kindergarten, there was this kid in my class, and I remember this, and he smelled like burnt toast. He smelled weird. And I called him Burnt Toast because I didn't know his name. Huh. No, I can't. Every time I saw him, he smelled like Burnt Toast. No, I'm, 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 I'm stumped. Well, he's been sick. Yeah. So he's probably got a sinus, sinus infection. infection. Yeah. And uh, I suspect he's got some bacteria in his nose that are, uh, or he could have a polyp. Or some um, blood or just, build up in there. Yeah, or some yeah. just dry mucus or, uh, you know, uh, inspissated mucus right. or dried blood. So um, what I would do with that is uh, get some Simply Saline, and which is aerosolized saline. Don't get the extra strength. It sucks. Just yeah. get the normal one. And what you can do with that is you put your head down so that – because remember, you're – your nasal passages actually go straight into your head. Have you ever seen a chimp's nose? Mm. They don't have a bridge to their nose. The two holes go straight in. You could just take your two fingers and stick it in, in like both of their ball. nostrils. Like right, a like a bowling ball. ball. Yeah. Right. And you could do that with yours, too, but we have this bridge in the nose that makes it look like our nose goes up, but it doesn't. It goes straight in. So you want to put your – you want to look at the toilet. You do this over – or the sink. And uh, so that your um, face is parallel to the earth Mm -hmm. and then spray directly perpendicular to the earth up into your nose. Mm -hmm. And you the great thing about Simply Saline is it goes way up in there and you can snort it back and you will not feel, you know, any discomfort. It won't burn you up. It's perfectly 
uh, it's the perfect concentration, the perfect pH. Okay. And you just snort it, snort it back, do it on both sides, and then blow your nose. Now, uh, if you have an extra 80 bucks laying around, I would um, use um, go buy a Navage. The Navage, we've, uh, if you go on our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Medicine, there are uh, videos of uh, NP Mel B doing the Navage yep. with the creator of the Navage, Martin Hoke, who apparently, by the way, sold the company for a boatload of money and is yep. off, you know, just traveling the world. Good for him. Just yachting around. Yeah, congratulations to Martin. <laughs> he was a nice guy. Um, but... Uh, you, uh, I would get the Navage, and the for people who don't know what I'm talking about, you put distilled water in it. It's got little saline pods to make perfectly buffered saline, and uh, you stick this thing up to your no- nostrils. It's got nose nipples, yep. and you yep. stick them in there, and then you push the button, and it shoots saline in one nostril and sucks it out the other one. It's like a neti pot, but you don't have to look stupid doing it. <laughs> I mean, if you ever... Google people doing neti pot. I mean, oh, they look really, really dumb. It, it works amazing. It is amazing. Even Tacey was a skeptic. Yes, and, such a skeptic. And, but it is, it's fantastic. Yeah. And uh, that, I think, will fix your problem if you've got some sort of, uh, you know, infected mucus or something in the in yeah. your nose that's causing the smell. All right? Yeah, that was his Good luck. Yeah, good luck. Um, let's see here. Hey, folks. Whoa. Hey, say and fluid family. Hey, hey Kate Matucci. I know I'm a normal mispronounce her name. Matucci, actress from The Big Bang Theory and several other things. I don't know who she is. 43 years old and diagnosed with lung cancer, even though she's never smoked a cigarette once in her life, according yeah. to her. And then I read one study that said, 80% of the people you know, that had lung cancer from smoking, but 20% have never smoked to still get lung cancer. That's yeah. a little strange. Well, Anyway, thank you. Bye. Hey, hey. Goodbye. <laughs> okay, well, the deal is that smoking accounts for 80% of lung cancer, but that means there's 20% that it doesn't, it can't account for so smoking increases your risk of lung cancer dramatically. It's known. There's not any question about it. And it's right. not cool anymore, so and, stop it. And, you know, there are people, yeah, you know, my grandpa, you know, he smoked till he was 90 and he never did get it. Yeah, okay. Well, it's just like if if you're in the casino. Oh, gosh, yes. And you're. You can you can never say that you are on a streak. You can only say you were on a streak. In other words, your past performance can't predict your future performance. Right. Oh, I'm on a streak. No, you can only ever say you were on a streak in the past. Right. So um, even if you're currently experiencing that, that probability wave, uh, because it doesn't predict anything. Mm-hmm. So... We don't have a blood test yet that says you can smoke until you're a thousand and you'll never get lung cancer, heart disease, or stroke. Mm-hmm. If they, if we had that mm-hmm. and it was accurate, then 
go for it. Have it. Yep. Go smoke. But we don't have that. So that those people who are a hundred that got away with it can just say they got they got away with it. Yeah, it doesn't predict anything for you or anybody else. And you can't generalize that and say, well, obviously it's good for everybody because that one guy lived to be a hundred while he smoked. Mm. So, uh, but smoking increases your risk of of cancer. Uh, 80% of lung cancers are associated with smoking. Now, uh, that never scared me when I was smoking. Hmm. Heart disease and stroke didn't scare me when I was smoking. You know what scared me? Man out there who oh, are smoking. If you're 40 or greater, it's the number one <laughs> cause of impotence. Right. And if you stop it, it'll go back. <laughs> yep. It'll get better. So stop. <laughs> That's what scared me. That's the one thing that scared me into stop. Did I ever tell you why I quit dipping Copenhagen? No. Because I dipped. I, I, I know dipped, that you did. I dipped it like I was going out of style. I, I, I woke up one morning, my face was hurting. I wasn't worried about losing my teeth or cancer. Yeah. But I thought if I did have cancer or I lost my teeth, I wouldn't be able to attract pretty women anymore. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I was like, "Damn, I gotta quit dipping." Yeah, yeah, and that was—it's bizarre. It wasn't because it was costing five dollars a can. It sure, wasn't because it's you know it's got shit in your teeth. No, it's all about it's all about picking up chicks. It's all about reproductive. <laughs> Isn't that bizarre though? Yeah, that's, that's, Sorry, that's how simple. No, no, that's how simple. No, that's how simple we are. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it yeah. really is. It's, yeah, yeah, it's very strange. So. Yeah, well, and the, the thing is, I never would put something. In my mouth, it looked like that coming out of my mouth. Mm-hmm. I mean, it just looks like oh, it's tastes just so spitting good. Oh my god, it's so diarrhea. Good. So are cigarettes, oh, man. They so were wonderful. Good too. So, if it isn't just um, smoking, then what are some of the other risk factors? Well, one of them is uh, secondhand smoke, obviously. Sure, sure. Um, you know that it increases your risk if you're around people who smoke. Number three, though, radon. Okay. This is real. You know, they used to sell sure. those radon kits. Uh, people don't seem to be paying much attention to this anymore. But radon gas is naturally occurring. You can get a test kit to see if you have unsafe levels of radon in your home. Sure. You can get and, the lows, you can get them, I think. And if you do, it's real easy. You put two fans in your foundation and just create a draft under your house, and then the, it just vents it out so it's not um, rising up into the house. Right. Uh, asbestos exposure. I used to go gem hunting in an asbestos mine. Oh, goodness And we gracious. would find rubies and garnets and stuff like that. Uh, don't smoke if you've ever been exposed to asbestos. That The, the two things together are really yeah. – asbestos is little crystals that are little fiber crystally things, and they get in your lungs, and they never go away. The body can't get rid They're of them. They're jagged like little spears, They're jagged, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah, and like they cause sort of a chronic low-level inflammation that eventually causes some cells in your lungs to just convert to something yeah, very naughty. Yeah, some awful, yeah. And then there's just exposure to other carcinogens, uh, arsenic, beryllium, cadmium, silica, stuff like that, mustard gas, inhaled coal products. You know, so if you grew up uh, with a coal-fired stove, there's possibility there. Uh, arsenic in your drinking water, just air quality. Five uh, percent of lung cancer deaths worldwide are due to outdoor air pollution. So I'm assuming that she was uh, lived in uh, L.A. And, you know, the smog, it may be. Let's look that up. Let's see if uh, uh, the smog in L.A. has been demonstrated to increase lung cancer risk. Okay. And then any radiation treatments to the lungs or just 
family history and family history of lung cancer can also increase it. So, but anyway, all right. So uh, I don't. Uh, I I hopefully they caught it early. If, if you know, early diagnosis of all cancers is key. And if you catch it early, if, you know, with stage one, stage two, you just lop it out and you're done. What'd you find, Tace? The highest cancer risk, about 1,050 in 1 million, was detected in and around the ports of Los Angeles and Long Beach. There you go. There you go. Yeah. So, you know, she's a Hollywood actress and maybe it was just she was just predisposed and uh, that kicked her over the, the edge. I don't know. I don't know anything about it. No, I don't that's know. from October 2nd, 2014. Right under it, it says cancer risk from air pollution drops in Southern California. Okay. Well, okay. So. Um, it's the Big Bang Theory. Yeah. Girl Coming. I don't know. I, it's, I never watched that show. So I, you know. Hopefully, uh, she's, uh, they caught it early and they're going for a cure. Southern California's cancer risk from air pollution has dropped 65% since 2005. Wow. But it's still too high in many areas, regional air quality regulators said in a report released Thursday. And this was written. Wait, Lovett is saying it's Kaylee Cuoco? No, no, no. Hey, I've got it right here. No, I, I just not. found it. It wasn't her. It's Kate Micucci. Micucci? Micucci. Uh, M-I-C-U-C-C-I. Yeah, that sounds like Makuchi. Yeah, I mean, that's the best I can do. You know how I am. In, huh. chi- in Chinese, it's Makuchi, I think. Okay. So, Patty, it's not, but, hey, here's it's the, not Kaylee Kwan. No, it's not Kaylee. But here's the good news. It, it says, um, she says that she's now cancer-free. So, I guess they found her. Okay. So, one cancer early. and um, Yeah, if you have a nodule and it's cancerous and they remove it, you can go for a cure. So well, That's cool. And, that's, and this is recent. This is December 18th, 2023. And by the way, your job right now, if you have cancer, is to kick the can as far down the road as you can because they are literally coming out with new stuff every day. And I haven't updated uh, the website as far as the uh, non-pseudoscience cancer cures, but uh, some of those things are still quite uh, quite viable. They're in the pipeline. The one on – if you go to drsteve.com, it's a terrible website. It's uh, I, I did it myself. It's awful. But um, it's just a stock WordPress um, template. But go to the three dots in the upper right-hand corner. Click on non-pseudoscience cancer cures. There's all kinds of stuff in there, including the lady who had stage four cervical cancer that's now walking around right. today because they activated her T-cells to kill her cancer. And Back when I posted that, that was like, wow, look at this. Well, now, hell, that's on the market. It's called CAR T-cell therapy, chimeric antigen receptor T-cell therapy. And uh, I can't say too much, but I let's just say I know a person or two that have had this done. Right now, it's uh, extremely expensive. And it is uh, administered on a lottery basis in a lot of places. You just have to apply, and then they pick you at random because oh, wow. they can't Make get enough, enough people okay. to uh, uh, through the system. But when CT scans came out, they were run on a mainframe, and it used to take 45 minutes to do one. The CT scans now are run on a little PC, and you could do – you know, 10 an hour. Yeah, you do so, five minutes, yep. So this is yep. going to get better. Okay, good. And uh, we will – the cure for cancer is going to come from the immune system, not chemo right. or any of that stuff. It, it will be uh, an immunologic uh, response and not just 
these sort of blanket immunotherapies that we have now, like Optivo and Keytruda. Those are, they're awesome. Right. But the true cure is going to come from targeted therapy against your actual cancer type, mm-hmm. tissue type. And, uh, the, you know, they'll generate uh, killer T cells that will just go and just target your cancer cells and kill it. Right. It's coming. It's well, it's actually here for some cancers right now. Yeah. So uh, we're, we're getting there. All right. Let's try this one. Hey, Dr. Steve, this is Shay in Alabama. Hi, Shay. Hey, I was calling. Um, I have a question about multivitamins. Okay. So, you know, with multivitamins, I try to take multivitamins, but, you know, there's a pill for vitamin C, a pill for vitamin D. Right. And, you know, all these other pills. Well, I'll get into a mode where I'll start taking them, and then, you know, lo and behold, I, 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 I quit taking them. But I was walking through one of the big box stores and my wife's expecting and happened to pick up one of the prenatal vitamins. Yes. And this thing's got everything in it in one pill. It's got biotin <laughs> and vitamin it really C, does. vitamin D and omega three fatty acids. Sure. And you know, I just thought it'd be real convenient, you know, be able to take one pill. Now it is a prenatal and I just wanna know if I take this thing are my stupid nuts going to shrivel up? Am I going to fall off? <laughs> no. Grow a nice set of That's boots? a great question, though. Or am I good to, to rock on and uh, take one pill? Appreciate all you do. Tell Dr. Scott, though, that uh, this prenatal does not have a stragglers in it. Oh, hey, no, hey, it. That's terrible. It's <laughs> no good, then. It's no good. So, uh, yeah, you can take them. Uh, prenatal vitamins have have um, molecules in them that are good for fetal development, like folic acid. And what one of the things that folic acid helps to do is prevent uh, neural tube defects. In other words, uh, spina bifida and other things like that, you know, uh, folic acid is good for that. They got vitamin D, calcium, vitamin C, vitamin E. They can help in women prevent low birth weight, birth defects, some preterm births, even preeclampsia. No women type ingredients that might mess him up. Nope, nope. It's it doesn't have like estrogens in it yeah, and stuff yeah. like that. It's not like that. They're it's vitamins. It's just straight up vitamins. Yeah. It's just straight up vitamins yep. uh, that are good for babies. And there are some men's health people who encourage men to take prenatal vitamins when they're trying to get their wives pregnant. Mm. And there's some scant evidence that some vitamin deficiencies can affect uh, sperm and stuff like that. Well, it's not scant evidence. There is evidence. So, uh, And now the question, though, is for non-pregnant people, are there any benefits to taking a multivitamin? Now, I'm encouraging our kids to take multivitamins. Because their diet because is their, shite? Their diet is complete, utter shite. Mm. And if they ate a vegetable on their own, <laughs> I would I would probably have a stroke. Yeah, the big one. Yeah, I would have the big one. I'd have the big one. So uh, they will. I mean, I when I was 18, 19, 20, I had a, a shitty diet, too. Yeah. And uh, I know that they will come around eventually, 
and realize that they'll feel better if they eat a more balanced diet. But one of the things that they got in their stocking, stocking this year was a big bottle of multivitamins. Yes. Wrapped and everything. I said, if you will just please just take yes. this. If you're not going to do what I asked you to do, which is go to the just go to the smoothie place yep. and get you know spinach because that's tasteless. Yep. And uh, get some, you know, mango Any or damn whatever. Thing other than the cheeseburger, French fries. Yes, <laughs> three please. times a day. Tenders, my God. <clears throat> oh, chicken tenders. Yeah, know. and you know, pizza. Yeah. And ramen. That's their diet. So, uh, but anyway, so for them, I think there is some benefit because yeah, they're missing sure. out on micronutrients and and things. Agreed. Yeah. But um, you know, some. Uh, People think that multivitamins improve your energy levels or give you a stronger immune system. The data is really pretty spotty on this. But, and, and if you eat a balanced diet, there's not a lot of benefit, but it, maybe it'll help, but it, and it's not going to hurt. Yeah. It's really not going to hurt anything. I've always said this about vitamin D. People say, well, vitamin D, does it work? And it's like, well, f- for what? What are you trying to accomplish? You're trying to prevent cancer? The data says that it doesn't work. Uh, But if you're trying to prevent rickets, hell yeah, I'm all in. So, But there is some data now that shows maybe there's some benefit in this side or the other. If you take a vitamin, I take vitamin D. Me too. Why not? Take it. Just in case. Just don't mega dose it. If you're going to learn anything from this right now, there's four um, uh, vitamins that you should not megadose. And these are the fat-soluble vitamins. And the mnemonic is ADEC, A-D-E-N-K. Right. Don't megadose those. Uh, don't go above the uh, recommended uh, daily allotment of those if you really want to be safe. Uh, and then all the rest of them, the B vitamins, if you megadose on B12, you're just going to piss it out. You'll figure it out after about 15 minutes. You start peeing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's coming right out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, but anyway, okay. All right. What do you tell people about I'm, I'm with supplements? You, I, you know, I think if you, I think um, supplements, if, if you don't overdo it, they might be helpful. And, and certainly it's better than some of the diets that, that I see people eating. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's just we, we, we can't, with our lives, we cannot... Walk around in a in a jungle and eat forty five different varieties of greens every day. Yeah, and and eat all day long. I mean, yeah. we can't just pick what we want. And so I think that because of the way the food's raised, it, sometimes there's a need for our supplements. And I do take supplements. I take a number. Of yeah, I do too. Just in case. I mean, heck, I'm saying all yeah. this. I take a multivitamin yeah. when I remember. Yep. And then you know I take a bunch of supplements that are just you know have some anti aging. And some science based, like for a memory, little bit of, memory, a little stuff, bit of memory stuff, science behind it, <laughs> yep. and uh, for my neuropathy. Yep, yep you know. Yep, yep. And if if you know someone that's suffering from peripheral neuropathy, by the way, and they're not taking certain supplements, go to my our website, drsteve.com or weirdmedicine.com, and click on uh, for neuropathy sufferers. And there are four supplements that have some data. Right. And it's, uh, you know, the people that will take it faithfully will get some benefit from yes, it. agreed. Uh, well, sometimes. I mean, yeah. I can't guarantee that. But, but it's that, worth a shot, though, if you've got the neuropathy for right. sure. And my yeah. patients who have neuropathy from chemo, try them, and, you know, the ones that will take it faithfully mm-hmm. get some, tend to get some benefit from yep. it. Yep. All right. Um, this one, I'm not sure what he's asking, so see if you can 
if you can dope out what he's saying. And if we can't, I sent him a message trying to get him to clarify it. But see. Yes, I was inquiring about a Ozempic. Um, I know that it's supposed to help with your heart. I've had stints put in. And um, so I'm wondering, is that something that could help me or not? Uh, you could give your point of view, please. Okay, so I, I think what he said was Ozempic. That's Ozempic, what yes, I yeah. was thinking. Okay, I think okay. I just I think we're all clear on that. That's the that's the, it's hard, but I think that's what it is. That's the answer that we'll give anyway, or the question we'll answer. Always, what I learned in medical school too was um, if they if a professor asks you a question, answer the thing that you know the answer to. You <laughs> don't always have to answer the question that they right on. Asked. Well, I don't know that, but I do know. <laughs> So anyway, some something up. something close. But uh, semaglutide is Ozempic and also Wegovi. These are used for weight loss and stuff. And, uh, Tacey, you've had some experience with these drugs, mm-hmm. right? Um, yes, when so, I could get them. And and you sold something like this, right, at one no. point? Or, mm-hmm. No. No, okay. no, I did not. Okay, okay. She's retired. I knew at one point you were learning a lot about all the different uh, yes. diabetes I've drugs. Had, but yeah, you had friends else. who sold it. Okay, all right. Anyway, uh, so they did a study, and they had pre-existing cardiovascular disease, either a previous heart attack, a stroke, or they had peripheral arterial disease. Okay. In other words, poor pulses, right? And which can cause claudication, which is pain when you walk that goes away when you stop walking, et cetera, et cetera. And they also had a BMI over 27. So 25 being the cutoff for quote unquote normal. Listen, we all know BMI sucks, but it's what we got. It's a real simple uh, way to, um, you know, to just kind of get people into the ballpark. And uh, they, what they found was that it significantly reduced the number of cardiac events in the people, even if they didn't have diabetes. And this was a large, randomized, controlled trial. Which makes total sense. Absolutely, it does. And I think that we're going to probably see these kinds of drugs used not only for weight loss and diabetes, but also for secondary prevention of uh, cardiovascular yep. disease. So pretty interesting. Good stuff. Yeah, to get good insurance deal. companies on That's right. board. All right. Well, uh, now, before we get out of here, um, regarding chat GPT. Oh, my <laughs> Here we <God>. go. <laughs> All right. All right. Can you, like, shut up? All right. Well, thanks. Always go to Dr. Scott and Tacey. Tacey, the executive producer who's make sure that everything's flows the way it's supposed to on the show. <laughs> Thanks to everyone who's made this show happen over the years. Uh, listen to our Sirius XM show on Faction Talk Channel. Sirius XM Channel 103, Saturdays at 7 p.m. Eastern, Sunday at 6 p.m. Eastern, on demand and other times at Jim McClure's pleasure. Many thanks to our listeners whose voicemail and topic ideas make this job very easy. Go to our website at drsteve.com for schedules, podcasts, and other crap. Until next time, check your stupid nuts for lumps. Quit smoking, get off your asses, get some exercise. We'll see you in one week for the next edition of Weird Medicine. Thanks, everybody. Thank you, guys. Bye. Give a shout-out to... uh, the Fluid Family. I see King of All Diffs. Love it. Um, Stacy Deloach. Barb Parrish. Oh, Barb is a Patreon subscriber. I think she was going to be on the show one day, and then I screwed up. Uh, the Dabble Storian. Hello. 
uh, ORS at the movies is in the uh, his house. Saxon Savage is here. He's a f- fan of Myrtles. Tracy with an I. Rochi, Amanda Davidson, and more. So thanks for joining us in the uh, f- in the uh, waiting room. The Fluid Family. All right, take care, everybody. <laughs>